Hi, and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 40... shit. Four. 44. 44. Um, so yeah, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, off to a stellar start. And with me, as always, we got Zachary Miller. Hey, hey, hey. If you don't, uh... Andrew Gergen's gonna say something, Hey, Zach, what's going on? Oh, Neil. Also, Neil. Hi, Neil. And Nathan, the Nate, Mustafa. Oh, the one name... I despise in this world. Nate. What about Mufasa? And you continue to use it. I don't mind that. <laughs> okay. Go really? ahead. Call me Mufasa. All right, Call right. me Nate. Nathan, the how, about, how about Natty? Mustafa. Like Natty Light? Yeah, sure. But Can what I, about Nathan Drake? That, yeah, they call him Nate, and he's awesome. That's that's actually what you called me on my first day of the podcast. I know that. There's a reason for that. I know. I remember that. Memories. Oh, it feels like the were. first time. <laughs> Ooh, that grass is um, rustling. So we got some we got some stuff to talk I about today. So. First off, uh, there was a little thing that went on last week called the Game Developers Conference. Went on over in San Francisco. Our own Aaron Kalutska was there along with a couple other people. And uh, Satoru Iwata, the president of Nintendo, had a keynote speech, which started off with a half an hour of him talking about how Nintendo's awesome, and uh, and everyone else and can suck it. Kind of kind of devolved into. Some kind of E3 press conference shit where Reggie just came on the stage and announced a bunch of shit, then left, then he wanted to talk a little more, and then it ended. But, so, what Reggie talked about was that Netflix is coming to 3DS this summer. That's kind of exciting. Oh, didn't we we forget to whine about how it's not about the developers anymore. We have to get all these these announcements. It's, this is what they've been doing for a while, though. I, I mean, Iwata's done this like three or four times now, hasn't he? Yeah. And this yeah. Is, that's always what it's been. It's always been a veiled keynote or a veiled uh, press conference. Yeah. Yeah. And look, here's and the mean, thing. Here's the thing. It. Nintendo. So produces... If you're going to complain about it, then you shouldn't treat it like right. it's you know this big press conference. Exactly. And look, Nintendo makes the quality stuff, and the rest of you just make little penny games. Yep. <laughs> Let's let, let's take this in order, Zach. Let's start at the beginning and get to that bullshit later. <laughs> oh well, no, I was just gonna ignore that. If we want to talk about the first half of his speech, then we can. I was just gonna go right to Netflix on 3DS. No, I'm and roll excited about there. that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean Netflix yeah. on 3DS is kind of one of those things where it's like, oh great, I can sit in my bed and watch Netflix on my 3DS, or I could just watch it on you know the other 14 things that I can watch it on. Where so it's he, he, yeah. here's here's sort of my question. Mm-hmm. I know that there's been a lot of talk about whether or not they'd be able to stream uh, movies in 3D, uh, like your avatars and your they, and your Toy Story 3Ds. Kind of answered that. What they, what what did they say? Um, I believe I believe it's. I mean, Netflix, I think, has been working with 3D a little bit. I don't follow them as closely. But what's going to what's gonna happen is that I think maybe not when it comes out, but Nintendo is investing in helping Netflix getting 3D content streaming. That's nice. So we might, we might not see 3D movies when the service launches on 3DS, but I think they will be forthcoming. Here's my question, though. Like, is the 3D on the 3DS using – or is, is this 3D video – use any sort of, like, an industry standard in terms of, like, actually projecting the 3D that the 3DS subscribes to? Like, I have no idea, but they have movie trailers running on there. Fine. But are they specifically coded for the 3DS is my question. Possibly. Because if the, if the content has to be specifically coded for the 3DS, I would not expect very many However, movies to be in 3D. However, I mean, I don't know if you knew, but with the movie trailers and everything, there's only 3D on or 3D off. There's no middle ground. And that oh, might be okay. something to do with the con- converting it from... Okay. You know, like the 3D film to working on 3DS. Hmm. Maybe why you can only have 3D on or 3D off. I'm just not sure if there's like an industry standard for 3D video that has to be that the, the 3DS subscribes to. Because I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried that the 3DS does its own thing to enough of an extent that movies to be in th- to be in 3D on the 3DS movies would have to be specifically coded for Nintendo's version of. 3D. Oh yeah, I don't know I if that's see true. Or not. That could be why Nintendo's investing in it. Yeah, exactly, and maybe maybe that'll pay off. That'd be awesome. I I would love to watch some 3D movies on the 3DS. Um, even though, like I said, like like I said before, I already have like 17 and a half devices that can do Netflix. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the more the merrier. Well, kind of tying into the Netflix on 3DS announcement, which actually makes it a little cooler, is the fact that Nintendo's going to team up with AT&T to use their hotspots and have them be free with 
for 3DS, and I think they will connect to it automatically, although I don't know if that was completely clarified. That's pretty nice. On one hand, it's really cool. On the other hand, like, I think a lot of those AT&T things are, like, at Starbucks and stuff where it's already free. Right, Yeah. But even still, the fact that if it connects to it, like, if you're walking and you have, you know, your 3DS in standby mode, and, like, you just walk past a Starbucks and then it, like, hooks up to the internet and downloads some shit... That would be awesome, and I think that's the, what the thing I'm is, pretty sure if that you're the... walking by a Starbucks, the amount of time it's going to take you to yeah, well, hit I mean, the network okay, okay. for the network. You go to into hit you a back. Starbucks and get a coffee. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that the the Wi-Fi at Starbucks has only been free for a very short amount. Oh, I, know. I think like, July yeah, it's been like last the past year. year. Yeah, yeah, before that, it was it was paid. In fact, a yeah. lot of these uh, national name brand Wi-Fi hotspots mm-hmm. are like the ones like in airports, for instance. Um, they're rarely free. Like, yeah. I would more expect a, wife, a, a coffee shop that was locally owned and operated to have free Wi-Fi because all they got to do is hook up a router. Whereas Starbucks, being a national chain, has like you know, a contract with AT&T. The fact that it's free is more a bonus than an expected, you know, an expected commodity. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, the fact so it's a pretty big deal. Is what I'm it's saying, it's already free. So it's yeah, not it, like it's those. Yeah, the Starbucks is with It's free at Starbucks. I, I'm sure there's plenty that aren't free from AT&T. Yeah, I think there are. I just know um, the Starbucks is the one big example of AT&T. Yep. Do we know how uh, well widescreen content is going to display on the th- uh, 3DS or what no kind idea. of resolution is going to be pushed to us? Because no it seems like it's at a funky resolution. And I don't know. If... Yeah. It might just not fill the entire screen, like kind of like how, uh, how D- DS games display on the 3DS. Mm. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. 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 I, I would I would assume the video will be a little bit you know a little a little bit weird on the, on the 3ds screen, but I think it'll probably look acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be it'll, it, it it's a nice perk. It doesn't have to do that, and it does, and that's a nice perk. I, mean, I would also love cost... for that to be a Hulu Plus application. Yeah. I mean, as long as, long as the, we're the going cost that route. of having a Netflix subscri- subscription, it's free, so it's it's a mm-hmm. bonus in in addition to your Netflix subscription and your owning a 3ds. I think before they put Hulu there... Plus on it, Hulu has to fix its Plus service. You know, just for mobile devices, there's a lot of content you can't get that you can get on the PC, and then just I understand, and I yeah. and I, I agree, but that will happen a lot quicker if the penetration for Google yeah, Plus you're right, uh, you're right. rises. So it's already on PS3. It's not even on Xbox yet. At this point, um, given the fact that these applications are fairly lightweight, and every device like the 3DS has some sort of a distribution service for software, there's no reason for these kinds of applications to just not be there all the time. If it, if if it didn't have Netflix, I'd be pretty irritated. Um, and Hulu to a lesser extent. Yeah. There's no yeah. there's no reason not to do it at this point. So I'm happy it's there. Um, it's a sign that that, that Nintendo is sort of you know a, to a certain extent wising up with their uh, with their connectivity on these kinds of devices. And I hope to see more signs of that uh, of that coming yeah. uh, to the 3DS as the years continue. Um, the other big news at uh, the, the GDC press conference was the fact that there is a Super Mario game coming to 3DS. Yes. It's going to be a 3D Mario game, um, you know, in the same vein as, like, Galaxy. I, I don't know if that's confirmed, is it? Yeah, at least from the... I, I believe it was mentioned. Well, and the, the screens look like Mario 64. Yeah, and I think it was also said somewhere... Well, it's being made by the Galaxy team. Yeah, mm. that's exciting. Um, and I think from the screenshots... And I think Iwata may have even said something saying that it's going to be like it's going to be a 3D Mario title. That's nice. It has to, it might have the Tanuki suit. The fact that it's on the 3DS, I think it was referring to the fact that, you know, it's like a 3D platformer Mario title. Right. This is sort of this is sort of along the same lines but off topic to a certain extent. Um, it seems like I've read that the slide pad can be used as a D-pad replacement on existing Very DS true. games, oh. meaning that Super Mario 64, the launch title from the DS, <laughs> Should suddenly be becomes a lot Maybe more playable. Play yeah. Not perfect, I will, but a lot more playable. I will most definitely test that out to see. Uh, yeah, it makes a I'm big curious to see how the analog mapped or the, 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 the D-pad mapped to the analog stick works in that game. Because that's basically yeah. what, what you're going to have. You're still going to have sort of a wonky directional-based yep. uh, walking, but but it'll it'll hopefully be a lot cleaner. Um. But yeah, Super Mario 3DS, we don't really know much, that much. There was just four screens, and uh, in the logo on the O, there was kind of a little tail. Tanuki tail. A lot of tease that that you will learn about that at E3, but I mean, obviously it might be a raccoon tail, a Tanuki tail or something. Um, that could be really cool if this, this game turns out to be kind of the 
a, a, a maybe a Super Mario Brothers three of three D Mario. New games. Super Mario Brothers you, uh, three. Which do you guys want more? A two D side scrolling Mario or a or a two D side scrolling exploratory? Do you are you are you you're not done with the uh the new Super Mario Brothers? Well, I don't series like yet, the new I... Super Mario Brothers series itself, but I just don't think they've done it right. Well. Okay. To be completely honest, if we were to get a new side-scrolling Mario game, it would be a sequel to New Super Mario Brothers. So yeah. I don't think you would see a radical departure from that. It would just be more of that. Whereas if we get a 3D Mario game, especially if they kind of like you know disavow the galaxy like idea aesthetic, yeah. Then 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 you'd have something. I mean, it's still okay. It'd still be a 3D platformer Mario. You know, we we probably know what to expect, but at the same time. If they have that in a different way, like say something more along the lines of how Super Mario 64 operated, as opposed to how Galaxy operated, that could be pretty cool. Yeah. I just I would really like to see. I mean, especially since it's EAD Tokyo, um, I would like to see them do a you know a, kind of a different take on what they did with Galaxy. Like, get rid of the Galaxy aesthetic, go with something new. Like, try something. Not, how about, not necessarily radically different, but just different from what they've done before. How about New Super they Mario Brothers 64? That would sure. be really cool. They've said they'll show, they'll, they're going to show more at E3, haven't they? Yeah. Cool. So we're not we're not going to hear anything about that game until E3. And I, yeah. I honestly hope that that's a, that's a fall 2011 game, and I think it very well could be. Do you guys think they have to give us something in a Mario game that we haven't seen yet? Like, if we have a New Super Mario 64 where they just take... Mario 64 and apply a fresh coat of paint and some new levels. Is that enough for you to get really excited about it? Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know that it is for me. No. Not I'm, I'm, super I mean, excited, as in like I will get. The I'll game happily when it play it out and play. I'll it. happily play it, but like my hype will be on the floor. Well, how excited just... were you guys for Galaxy 2? Meh. Um, fairly, and I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't clamoring. I wasn't really clamoring for it until a couple of days before it came out. Yeah, I mean, that was the same kind of thing with me, where, I yeah. mean, I was excited to play Galaxy 2, and then, you know, when I was about to come out, I was like, oh, man, I'm really excited to play Galaxy 2. And I played Galaxy 2 and enjoyed but it. But Galaxy 2 is sort of a different beast, because Galaxy 1 was pretty different, and Galaxy 2 was the only the second title of that nature that we'd gotten. Uh, Mario 64 set, set a, you know... It set, set a, a standard an for 3D platformers. That we've been reliving so how every couple of years for a while. From now? your expectations of Galaxy Two compared with this prospective new Super Mario Brothers sixty four. Galaxy Two or... Galaxy One had, you know, quite a few new elements that we hadn't really seen before, and Galaxy Two was only the second game since then to give us those elements again. Um, a new three D Mario game in the vein of Mario sixty four is going to give us several elements we've seen now in five or six games. Um and they have I mean, been I honestly, I don't think they're going to do something as as rote as a just you know, it's like Super Mario sixty four, but in three D. Like, I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> I, I, These are you the know, guys I, who I Jungle Beat and Galaxy one and two. Like, mm. I don't either. And the fact that it's a Galaxy team gives me a lot of gives me a lot of hope that that's that's not what it'll be. Yeah, we have, like, we don't know anything yet, so it's kind of dumb to even speculate. Um, but the screenshots look pretty pretty similar to Mario sixty four. Yeah. I'm gonna withhold reservation. Um, right now it's. Having just gone through two Mario Galaxy games and two new Super Mario games, two new Super Mario Brothers games in the last like four years, I'm a little Mario burned out right now. But that said, it's always a great game, so I'm sure whenever I play it, I'll love I it. I think, I mean, I kind of have to agree with you with being a little like Mario'd out with Galaxy 2 and, and new Super Mario Brothers Wii and everything. But I think by the time this game comes out, which I mean, I'm not going to say the hard prediction that this is going to be fall 2011, but I'm I'm pretty optimistic that that will be. It seems like the EAD Tokyo is usually good at making deadlines. Um, I would I, I think by the time the damn game comes out, I will be very excited as long as the E3 showing is good. It's, which if it's no fall 2011, that the E3 that the E3 showing for this game will be pretty cool. If it's fall 2011, that makes this pretty much the first must-own game on 3DS. Yeah, very true. Which makes sense because it's the first one they've shown us that, you know, we didn't know. about. Oh, you you mean while. aside from Dead or Alive uh, Dimensions? Uh, yeah, All Zach. Right, let's that's move on. <laughs> um, there was a right Zelda on. Skyward Sword trailer that closed out the uh, the conference, or actually Yay. started it. There was they they had a glitch early on where they started the the Skyward Sword demo and then quickly, um, ended it before it got anywhere. Because they so couldn't they, play they it? it at the end in its entirety, and not to beat a dead horse that we've talked about before, 
Um, but it looks like more of the same. It doesn't. It's it's Zelda with Wii Sports Resort. I know you guys are definitely. Totally I won't lump you all together, but I know some of you are not really excited in the least for Skyward Sword. I'm definitely excited to play it, but I do kind of understand your complaints that it does just look like Zelda. Can we get a show of hands? We, you didn't want to lump us together, but who is some of us? It's it's me, definitely. Andy. I will be more yeah. excited about Skyward Sword when they show me something about the way the game progresses. Because what I'm <sighs> really tired about in Zelda is just sort of the way things move, and it seems to always be the same. So if yeah. they are slow. seriously going to be adjusting the uh, dungeon overworld structure... Um, then I am very interested because that's the one thing in Zelda that I, I think could really use a makeover. I would rather just uh, play Wind Waker again on the 3DS. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. I, oh I'm, my I'm God. serious. I hope that Ocarina of Time 3DS sells through the roof so that way they remake Wind Waker in 3D. You know, and speaking of the, the Ocarina of Time remake, they have announced that Master yeah. Quest is going to be in, uh, on the game yeah, as well. Yeah, that, that uh, sweetens I, the pot. Yeah, I never got to play the Master Quest content. So If I hadn't just played Ocarina like a year ago... Mm-hmm. I'd probably be, be totally down for that game, but being is that I just replayed it and a whole bunch of other Zelda games, as I've mentioned right. several times in the podcast, mm. I'm really kind of also burned out on Zelda to a certain extent. But, uh, but it is nice being, that they're throwing in the uh, Master Quest. That's awesome. Speaking of being burnt out on Zelda, um, they also announced at the press conference that, because uh, this is Zelda's 25th anniversary, and that they are going to do things to celebrate that. That will really? be different from what they did with the Super Mario Brothers. They're, I hadn't heard that. Are they actually going to put effort into it? It was an remark during the press conference. Yeah, I mean that could be it. I mean they're releasing two Mario games, this, or I mean two Zelda games this year, hmm. supposedly. Um, what would you guys think about about a graphical, fresh coat of paint on Zelda One? Uh, that'd be cool. Mm. Is that? I mean, yeah. is that? Is that interest you? I mean, I like what, the, yeah. I like the I game like 3D as it is. or just top down. What are we talking? <laughs> like, just take, you mean just take just the 3D dot game heroes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about like uh, like a Super Mario All Stars co- coat of paint applied to Zelda. Oh 1. man, if they if they did that like a compilation where it was like a fresh coat of paint on like Zelda One, Two, and Link's Awakening, I, I think. Hey, I, Link's Awakening I looks fine. Thank you very much. Sure, it looks, still looks fine, but you know, if um, they did the toggle know, so did like Super they did Mario with Brothers the cave 3, story, man. What? Yeah. They could just do a toggle. Old graphics, oh, new graphics. Yeah. Yeah. And I think well, that would be mean, great. Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3 all looked fine, too. And the All-Stars versions of those are still pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I, w- I would like them to stop pretending that Zelda 2 didn't happen and maybe actually, like, make a new we wear Zelda sequel. game in that style. Yeah, we wear sequel. <laughs> we wear a remake. It doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a major production. I just would like to see an acknowledgement that that game existed. It may, may be some sort of a... Once again, fresh coat of paint. I'm a sucker for a fresh coat of paint on games that I that I love from from ages ago. So, yeah. fresh coat of paint on Zelda games, I will be down for that. Um, but we'll see what we'll, we'll see what they actually do. Also, Neil, the phrase right. is beating a dead live Tyler. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was a little That's slow horrible. on the uptake on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! That's terrible, man. That's true. <laughs> uh. Let's just move on. Um, like when she was riding now, the horse that, in uh, Lord of the Rings, is that, I, I thought is that it was simply like, because she's horse face. Oh man! <laughs> All right. Um. So GDC, uh, we have a lot of coverage on it. Go check it out. <laughs> there were some cool, some cool talks that we have coverage of. Um. I guess one last tidbit is that Monster Games, the developers between behind Excite Bots and Excite Truck, and that Excite Bike WeWare game. Uh, they developed Pilot Wings Resort. That's pretty awesome. Something that we learned during the Donkey Kong Country Returns post. Maybe Nintendo yeah, will actually that, advertise the, the game. Ga- speaking of, of of those games, has anyone actually heard the soundtrack for Pilot Wings Resort? No. It sounds pretty uh, cool. Because it's, we're not we're not no. looking at like a whole bunch of generic rock music, are we? That would sound. Maybe maybe we can we can play songs off of a uh, memory card. Oh, like uh, like Dude, uh, I mean, Endless did you Ocean. Guys play Excitebots? Briefly, dude, I, I have, have Excitebots. It, the awesome. music is nowhere near as bad in Excitebots. Excitebots Lots music is incredible. Really? Yeah. Incredible. It's it's not butt rock entirely. Okay. I have the game. I've barely put any time into it, but maybe I will. Maybe Excite I'll start. Excitebots is honestly one of my favorite games. On we should do like a, a okay. community game night with Excitebots because that I think, probably I think works we, better I think than I Goldeneye. Tried to do that, but then like my uh, my internet kind of crapped oh. out. We did have a, a Wi-Fi night shortly after it came out, but we should do another one. Bring it back. That's yeah, a great um, game. If you're I'll interested, 
Newscast listeners, let us know in the talk back or email us, newscast at internalworldreport.com. We can make it happen. Or we could just do another GoldenEye one, but I think no. more of us actually have Excitebots. The GoldenEye one was, eh. I mean, it was fun, but really took a lot of work. I had a ton of fun. Oh, I did too. Maybe it's just because you suck at the game. Well, that's part of it. I'm not any <laughs> I'm not any better at Excitebots, so, you know. I, I haven't played, I played Excitebots probably i don't know i played the crap out of it after it came out and then picked it up a little while sometime last summer yeah but i really like that game talking of another game that i really like pokemon hey. at this point uh i've pokemon. had it for about a week i'm um close to the sixth gym leader uh, i believe zach has surpassed me i have um feels good i got the game after me that's because i spent uh i was i was busy last weekend so i didn't get to play a lot excuses excuses um, Z- yeah 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 um, so Zach has it, and Nathan also has it. And you guys are probably both playing them right now. I no. am. I just caught a Sigiglyph. I know. I heard you, asshole. <laughs> I thought I had uh, it on I've mute. Been, I've been really liking. Uh, been really liking this game. I like it's, it too. I don't like it as much as uh, Heart Gold, but it's tons of fun. I like it See, more because is, it's like not the, the same old Pokemon. Yeah, no, I mean, that, there's a sense of exploration. That but, you know, really when you say that, Nathan, I mean, every new game except Heart Gold and Soul Silver had new Pokemon. Okay, and I didn't... Well, Heart Gold I and Soul Silver had new Pokemon. But right, still, they were evolved I mean, forms, it, you're right. Yeah. Like, you, you, had, you, you still had access to a lot of those old standbys. The thing I like about this, though, the new Pokemon in this, is that they're clearly designed by somebody new. Uh, yeah. And... You can't always, you know, the older games, the Pokemon were always color-coded to be their type, you know, so you could yeah. kind of tell who was Psychic, who was Ghost, whatever. It's really not, not like that in this game. Like, I have no idea what type Sigiglyph is right now, and I like that. Do you, do you want it spoiled? No, I, I know what he is, because I just caught him. Okay. But if I... Okay. I have a I have a new Pokemon question, uh, and then I'll go back to being quiet <laughs> and letting you guys talk about the game that you love. Um, Pokemon... Black and white is a brand new experience. We know that. Well, was Heart Gold that. and Soul Silver? They were just remakes of Pokemon Gold, Gold and Silver, right? Kind yeah. of. So really, this is only the second new Pokemon game that's the, that's been on the DS. Yes. Is that correct. Yeah. Like, it's what's the, really? It's, it's the what fifth is, generation. There was Red and Blue on Game Boy, then Gold Silver, then Ruby Sapphire were the Game Boy Advance ones. Right. How different were uh, were Soul Silver from and, and Heart Gold from just Silver and Gold? Pretty different. Like, I mean, it's kind of like playing from Pearl, a gameplay perspective. With the Heart Gold, I mean, with with the yeah. Gold and Silver plots and whatnot. So the so the, so the, the pattern they're in right now is they release a new engine with a new Pokemon, and then a couple years later they release an old game on that new engine. Well, that's the yeah. first time. Well, no, that's not happened. That's true because second time Fire Red and Leaf Green. Yeah, you're right. Which are excellent remakes. They are. And so is Heart Gold and Soul Silver. They're they're also excellent. Yeah. So so the Pokemon's franchise is basically games that are remakes in spirit, alternated with the games that are actual remakes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I was. And clear I that. should say that the sequels are when you really get down to it, uh, remakes. Well, that's what I mean. The sequels, like the Black Gold and the Diamond Pearl, those are basically just spiritual remakes. And then the Heart Gold Soul Silver are actual remakes. More or less, yes. And that's fine. I mean, clearly they they know what they're doing. They're making us. They're selling a jillion each time. Um, I just wanted to make sure that, that that's that what I thought it was is actually what it really was. Now the black white um, games, it would appear that these actually have potentially a new engine in place. They may have been built from the yeah, ground I mean, up. They, they, it's totally the graphical overhaul and everything. Yeah. Um, the, they're actually 3D Pokemon. Now, as I've said in the past, the only Pokemon game that I've ever put any time into was Pearl, which lasted for me maybe two to three hours. Wow. And I found it pretty pretty un- uninteresting. Um, but that said, the way the way I hear you guys talk about Pokemon, I, I, I kind of want to try it again, but um, I don't really want to pick up a new game or even a game that's recent enough to be more than a few bucks. <laughs> well, if they're you have to get one, dude. I say get Soul Silver, Heart Gold. Okay. Like in all honesty, you're not gonna find like even the Game Boy Advance ones. You won't find them for cheaper than twenty bucks. No. And and Soul Silver no, and Heart Gold, Andy, seven... th- that, those have tons of content. Just tons of content. Yeah. How is that possible? There's like thirteen trillion cartridges on of each version. 
in the market? How how, how do those not? Because their first because party, value their first party. Oh. There's still a value. Like you can still capture Pokemon and Ruby Sapphire, Emerald, Leaf Green, Fire Red on Game Boy Advance, and then transfer and bring them, them into the DS games. Right. Well, it's it's insane. not just that. I was listening to Player One podcast, and and one of them went to GameStop to get a Super Mario 64 for DS, a used copy. Used copy was forty dollars. Holy crap! Well, that might just be GameStop for you, but I think it speaks to yeah. first well, party I mean, games. Yeah. No, and and yeah, I I understand. I know that those hold their value better than other games. But there's something to the to be said for the more more copies a game sells, the le- better likelihood you'll find it cheap used later, right? Yeah. I mean, that's and just it doesn't simple work with economics, games, but it's like the inverse of that. Yeah, yeah oh. like I've been wanting to buy a Mario Kart Wii forever, but it's still expensive. You should yeah. just get yeah. Double yeah. Dash. I did, I didn't. That's, that's still that's expensive, not cheap probably. Yeah. Too. I mean, Melee I was still, still like forty dash. bucks until a couple oh months after Brawl gosh. came out. <laughs> well, they can't. Oh, they and like Lord. I had a friend where like like a couple months before Brawl came out was going at like uh I guess like he either lost his copy of Melee or something and he went out and bought it like looked for it at GameStop and it was thirty five bucks. Damn. Oh my god. You know, like what is it? Seven years after the game came out. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to derail your no, no, no. conversation. Please, please continue. I just, I I, 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 I find it kind of fascinating. The whole thing fascinates me. It's yeah. one aspect of, of of Nintendo that I've really just never explored. Really worth anything. So, um, but I, I was I was holding my thought for when Andy was talking. Um, and I can go back to it, but I, I really like, and I probably said this last week, a lot of just the little updates that they've done to kind of improve the experience, like how when you're in a like I guess a dungeon quote end quote right um there's always some character that you can go to in the a healer pokemon there is which just makes it so convenient because usually like you know you'd be halfway through some long some you know dank cave and then uh you'd like you know two guys would be dead and you'd be like ah, i guess i could just revive them but that's it's a pain in the ass yeah because then you have to heal a lot of items or you can just go to the healer now in black and white right and it's just a really nice touch yeah, it's very nice. inside of a dungeon yeah. When are, yeah. are they generally located? Like midway? Yeah, yeah. more or less midway. Usually. That's awesome. Like, I, I've only like, played I'm two hours. I'm just going like in between so towns, I and I run into, um, you know, a healer there too. It's usually like a trainer you need to beat first, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. But then they'll be like, "Oh, I'll heal your Pokemon." Um, when you get to like the first forest, there's a woman right outside of there. I think that's like the first. Yeah, one she's a nurse, that. and it's just. Yeah, it just makes it a lot more convenient. I, I really, it's such a good touch. Um, what else do I want to say? Uh, it seems like the the encounter rate is a lot higher. It is. That's um, kind of oh, it definitely is. I've yeah. been using walked, a lot more I think like, I walked six blocks and I got into four battles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Um, it makes it even more frustrating because they have this whole mechanic here where, like, you know, like the grass will be rustling and that will be a special Pokemon. A rare Pokemon Usually, yeah. uh, Audinos, which are these normal types that give you a crap ton of experience. Oh, do they? And you'll see that and you'll rush towards it and then you'll get into a battle. Oh, so right, they've right, added, like, a metal slime type uh, character. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize it until, like, I fought one, beat it, and then, like, got, like, 2,000 experience. I was like, wow, what the hell happened? Oh, I'm going to have to pay and more attention to that, because I just caught one and was like, all right, I got one. I can ignore them all now. Yeah, no, that's what I did, too. I caught one, and then I ran into another one, and then, like, my Pokemon went up two levels after beating Damn. it, and I was really confused. I'm going to have to do that. But I also like the scaled experience, where if your Pokemon's a lower level, um, they'll get more experience super nice. as opposed to a Pokemon of a higher level. And it really makes it good, if, especially if you're trying to... Like uh, somebody. You know, catch a Pokemon up, because um, I was doing that. I got Victini, which uh, if you have the game, go on to Nintendo Wi-Fi connection and get uh, the the mystery gift and get the Liberty Pass, so you can go capture Victini, who's a psychic fire type that you can get as early as the third gym. I'm finding and, uh, he's not great. Is I really like him. Um, I have him. He's I I, I was around uh, the the early 30s when I got him, and he's about level 27. And I taught him. Hmm. Charge Beam, which is an electric-type move, which kind of gives him more flexibility oh, as far as, you know, what what he can attack. So I've been digging him a lot. And I had a Dar- Darmantian, Darmantian. Yeah, I, no, I got no, him I, in my Darumaka's party right now. Evolution. I can't, He's really good. I can't do any of that until uh, I've beaten the first gym. Like, I can't go what onto you, the Wi-Fi connection. 
Right. Well, you couldn't. You won't. You won't be able to access the part where you can get Victini until okay. you get to uh, the area where the third gym is, because it's like where all the boats are, and what? you need to get on the boat. To go Neil, to when does island. when does no, that no, little I can't, fire I can't guy connect devolve. to the Wi-Fi connection at all? Right. Oh yeah, you need the pal you need pad the pal pad or something like that. Okay. Neil, when does when does fire pillow guy evolve? Daramuka. I think thirty. 34, oh, damn, that's going to be a while. I Because uh, there's that area, Um, I know we're kind of getting into minutia here, and I guess we should wrap it up if we're going to get into minutia. Yeah. Isn't that but what Pokemon is all between, about? Yeah. There's that Don't area worry, between really Gym 5 and... playing Tiny Wings right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's that area between uh Gym 5 and Gym 6 where you go through Charged Stone Cave, yep. where it's just like all these steel and grass Pokemon. So I just basically used him, like Darumaka, throughout oh, all yeah. of that. And he's... The reason why I stopped, like the reason why I kind of retired him because I, I like Victini more. Um, I might go back to using him. I'm not. I'm not to a Dar Darmansion or whatever the hell his name is. I might go back to using him, but I'm not sure. Um, but he's like four or five levels higher than the rest of my Pokemon because <laughs> I just use him and just beat the fuck out of everything <laughs> in that dungeon. I should go over there and level him up. Yeah, um, do it with Victini because they're all, it's all fire types, or I mean, it's all things that are weak to fire types. That's true. Hmm. Um, the presentation uh, in this game is fantastic. Like the yeah, um, like I like all the story the, uh, a lot. It feels a lot more the like, motion, like an RPG. There's a lot of motion on the like on the map as you're moving about. You know, grass is moving and you know leaves are flying everywhere. I I didn't notice that as much in Heart Gold. Yeah, I don't think it was no, there. it wasn't there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also like how the, definitely the, the the story progression in the game is a. I wouldn't say it's like in your face, but it, there, there's a lot more like. It feels more like an RPG. It does. I mean, I know Pokemon is very much an RPG, but it feels more, I guess, like a story-driven RPG. Yeah, when like you I'm walk actually... into the first town and there's, like, the evil army. Not an army, but, you know. Yeah. And, like, there's recurring characters because you have your two friends. And, like, instead of having a rival um, that, like, you know, picks the Pokemon that, that started Pokemon that's strong against you, you have these two friends. And one, one is um, clearly your rival and one is a retard. Which yeah. one? I don't understand. They they both seem well, kind of I mean, retarded I mean, to me. They're not retarded. They're not really your rivals. They're just your friends that are also trying to complete their Pokédex. Well, that's and true. The girl has gigantic hips. The male has bloodlust, so he wants to be the best that no one ever was. <laughs> right. To catch them is his real test. To find them is his cause. And the, the girl the just girl needs to hit the treadmill. every time she tries to throw her Pokeball. Yeah. Actually, no, she can't fall over. You, you like, tip her, and she just weebles right back. <laughs> <laughs> She's but a tippy the, cup. The girl then, over the course of the game, at least to where I am, the girl's basically like, man, I suck at Pokemon. I'm just going to go do, That's like, uh, you know, some behind-the-scenes stuff. And she's like working with the professor at this just, point, who's a girl making time, making weird. TSIs. <laughs> <laughs> those who those who can write, those who can't make TSIs. I wouldn't say that. No. Um, but now that I lost my, train it is an excellent game. I very yeah. much enjoy. Yeah. I mean, the whole stuff with Team Plasma. I mean, it's it's kind of like silly and ham-fisted as far as like how they want to liberate all the Pokemon when they're <laughs> they're evil. Pokemon <laughs> usually like, like they, they, look, they, they look so, don't want to. Wait, don't spoil Pokemon. anything. Don't spoil anything, please. I no, know it's just the Pokemon. I know it's just the Pokemon story, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing to spoil. I mean, even in the first scene with them, they're like, like they just have that air of like we want to liberate all of them for our own good. Right. Like they have that. There's something diabolical underneath there, and I'm not spoiling anything because I haven't heard anything diabolical. It's just like the general feeling I'm getting from that. Now I like mm. I Wait, liked so, it when Ash's so Pikachu Peter? showed up and and electrocuted all of them, and was like, you know, that was pretty awesome. And Ash shows yeah. up and, and he's like, Pikachu "What's up, just bitches?" Took out a machine gun. No, I wouldn't care and about mowed that. Mowed them all down. <laughs> a machine gun made out of a slot machine. Ash was dead. Yes. He... <laughs> That doesn't actually happen. Yeah, that's all I got to say about Pokemon. It's really, really good. Um, read my journal from the uh, the, the first three. Uh, or I did three entries going up to the second gym. Because oddly enough, the review restrictions won't let us talk about yes. anything past the second gym. Well, now, is, oh. that, is there a date on that? Is there an embargo date? Like I'm guessing now that the game's out, that goes out the window. But pre-launch, we couldn't talk about anything past the second gym. Right. <laughs> 
Even the Pokemon. Uh, uh, Zach and I will have a full review. Uh, At some point. A dual review later this week. Oh. Uh, so it might not be up by the time you hear this, but it'll be up shortly after that. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's Pokemon. Bottom line, is a good game. Yeah. I wasn't even planning on buying it. And really? I, I, just, I just got the, the Poke Lust. I bought it. <laughs> and I, I, I specifically asked for Pokemon White. And the clerk gave me Pokemon Black, and I was like, "Wow!" Uh, but she was black, and I felt really weird saying no. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Pokemon Black. Wow! All right. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna be like, "No, I don't want that one." I want but the then... white one, woman. <laughs> exactly. And I'm brown, so I'm sort of sitting in the middle, anyways. <laughs> but but still, you know, <laughs> you're right in the middle. Yeah, and I so I can choose, but at the same time, I just I couldn't say it. Race relations with Pokemon. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just bring up some um, real hard so thoughts. So we have some listener mail. That's so right. The first one is actually Pokemon related. Hey! And I'll read this one. <gasps> I know. What a coincidence. Oh, we already answered this Travis. one. We did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually did. Yeah, we did. Um, we should read it anyway. Travis writes that yeah. he's debating on to whether or not he should pick up a copy of Gold and Silver or Black and White for the DS. Um... Travis, rewind uh, about 10 minutes of the podcast and <laughs> listen to that debate. Listen to that we have advice for you. Yeah. yeah. We, we gave it without even reading. You're, yeah. uh, You're welcome, Travis. <laughs> he wants, he wants familiar Pokemon. He uh, Actually, if he really, really wants familiar Pokemon, just get uh, Fire Red. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I will say that Gold and Silver aren't actually on the DS, although you can play them. They are backwards compatible. I th- I think you know what he means. Oh, so. do I? Really? Yeah. Do I? Yeah, I believe I believe you just may know what he means. It's possible. Yeah. All right. Who wants to read? Uh, well, no, no. He he also away. asked if if um we had to choose between gold or silver, which would we pick? And I don't know that. Gold. Like I I've, I've played both. I didn't. Gold has ho ho. Soul silver most recently. I played silver in Japanese. I played gold in English, and then I bought soul silver. And I don't now Soul Silver and Heart Gold both have Lugia really and Ho Oh in them. Differences. Yeah, I didn't think there was any Because you can get both legendaries in it, so well, it's in, not like you're picking one. In or Heart Gold and Soul Silver you can. Ah, okay. But you couldn't in the original? No. Oh, that's lame. Kinda is, yeah. Well that's you know, right, that's um, what Pokemon's all about. Your buddy better get the other one. Well that's exactly right. Yeah. All right, so we have another piece of listener mail. Kyle from Delaware writes, I love gaming. It has been a large part of my recreational life since I was a child. My current role in life has me balancing my hobby along with my responsibilities and my job as a husband and a father. So my budget and time make it hard to justify the cost of more than one console. I chose the Wii as my gaming console because of my long-time love of Nintendo. Unfortunately, the problem of good third-party titles is well-documented, and many have... As for recommendations for a supplemental console, and I have found mine on live. I was intrigued from the start by what pushed me over the, but what pushed me over the edge was a deal where I paid for Homefront, and I will be getting a micro console in Metro 2033 for free. So far, I've played around a little with Metro 2033 and Batman Arkham Asylum over Wi-Fi on a laptop. It works and works really well. When I get the full micro console, I can report back with a full review. But with games already available like Metro 2033, Homefront, Assassin's Creed 2. And Brotherhood, Bioshock, Braid, Trine, Batman Arkham Asylum, and Darksiders, you get a healthy dose of HD gaming. I encourage you to give OnLive a try. The membership, the app download are all free, and many games have 30-minute free trials. So far, I'm very impressed and would love your take on things. Kyle Baker, Bear Delaware, OnLive Incorporated. Wait, so membership <laughs> is free? I thought, I thought you had to pay a monthly fee and buy your game. I thought you'd... They, I think they were swapping around the pricing structure. Um, okay. I don't know what they ended up at. Also, that seems like you just read like a commercial. A little bit. No, I. I, th- I think. I. I, think he did. I don't. I, I. I can understand why. We just did a commercial for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah I won't. It was a pretty shitty one. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. I'm actually genuinely curious about OnLive. I. I 
I've been wondering if it's something that I would be interested in. I mean, I have mm-hmm. a PS3 and an Xbox, mm-hmm. so I'm not that interested in it really. But, um, but I'm curious about the technology behind it, like how well it works, like how feasible is it to actually, you know, play a game and enjoy it the same way you might uh, on on a 360 or, or a PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, it now, are you might... considering the micro console or playing it on your computer? Well, the thing is, like, I don't really, I, I, I'm not really in the in in the target market for this because hmm. I can already play those games on, on on TV. Exactly. And I don't really have any interest in playing them on my PC. But if I was in his shoes and all I had was the Wii and I was choosing between a PS3 or an Xbox and I didn't have any particular exclusive in mind, mm-hmm. yeah, I might totally give this a shot. Especially since you can try it out uh, for free without having to commit to anything. So I mean, I mean, I I would be curious to hear what his thoughts on the micro console are. Uh, he says he played Arkham Asylum over a um, over Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi on a laptop. I'm curious how that compares to a dedicated connection. This is a thing that I think could be a major breakthrough in gaming, but I really, I'm really curious to see how polished it is. Um, I'm glad they're not folding like the Phantom con- the Phantom console, which died on arrival. Yeah, um, I'm curious about it. Uh, I think this is definitely where gaming's probably headed. Um, so I, you know, I'm hap- I'm curious about it, but not curious enough to actually get it. To spend money yeah. on it, yeah. I may download the demo uh, on my MacBook and see what happens. Um, no intention of spending money on it, really, but uh, I'm I'm curious to see how it plays. Now, how does it work? Do you do you download the game to your computer, or do you play it online you, on the cloud? On- you unlock the license to play it on the cloud. That's hey Nathan left. Oh yeah. See how I used a technical term there, the cloud. I know what that is now. You did a fantastic to job. To the cloud. <laughs> Can we just? Oh. I believe back. Lando Calrissian lives in the cloud. Now the way the way it works, Zach, is you <laughs> um, basically you pay. And here's the real problem with it: you're paying full retail price for these games generally, and really all you're getting in return is the is access to the game on the online service mm. the on live service which means that you don't really have it's it's similar to digital digital distribution in that you don't really have anything to hold in your hand right. to show that you have it but it's even more disconnected from a retail copy in that if the on live service ever goes down you're completely losing access I to see. it whereas at least with like virtual console games or Xbox Live arcade games you can play them offline so that if Xbox Live shut down for good tomorrow, yeah. you can still play those games. I, if, mm. if Nintendo vanished tomorrow, you could still play your copy of Mario on Virtual Right. Console. The premise of paying $15 a month and then also buying games on top of it doesn't seem worth it to me. Well, he I says agree. the membership is free, though. So if membership really is free... Okay, I'm looking at a PC Gamer article. Oh, you know what? Wrong year. <laughs> yeah, membership's probably year. free by now. Oh. But you still have to pay for all the games, right? <laughs> You do. You're still paying full retail price for these games. Okay. Um, yeah. Still, I'd rather just have a rig that can run all the games, uh, either a console or a PC, and then just have it the box by myself, and be able to play. You know, I, I don't want to depend on charter. Like, not even on live. Just my freaking ISP. I don't Na- want to depend on it at all. Nathan. Yeah. Hmm. Remember when your rig turns red, you got to use a health pack. Yeah, well, the. I don't even know. Is that a Xbox joke? <laughs> no. Is that some sort of sexual innuendo? No. Is that? It's... Anyone know what Pokemon? that is? Anybody? Does this have to do with like Oshawa? No. Waterworld. <laughs> Dead Space. Ghostbusters. Well, I never beat Dead Space. Oh well, do you played it? Yeah. Long enough it, like, to not years like ago. it. You know what? You know what? Screw you all. This has been a new segment called Zach's Joke Falls Flat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I've we'll noticed it's week. actually a weekly segment. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks folks. Yeah, we just figured we'd give it a name. I'm, uh, I'm Charmless <laughs> Racer 7. I'm here all week. <laughs> oh. Let's move on to this next, uh, this next letter. I'll read this one. Uh, Shaman from the forums writes, Recently, the ESA announced some new restrictions for Internet outlets covering E3. Sites that are less than six months old or get less than 8,000 unique visitors a month will not receive media batches. Is this going to have any impact on how NWR will cover E3 this year? Will the lines for the Super Wii (laughs) be shorter because half of the hoi polloi will be on the outside looking in? And probably most importantly, will NWR be able to send people to the show? 
Thanks for the work you do, and I, for one, welcome our weekly newscast overlords. So, Neil, you're probably best right. equipped to handle As this, so why don't I pass site, it to you? Hmm, I can say we will be at E3 this year. Uh, we don't know exactly who will be there. I will. Um, and we're not quite sure as to how many, but I'm pretty sure that we'll be able to... Well, uh, isn't there a restriction on how many people can actually go from any given media outlet? Yeah. Well, it's also it's, uh, it's traffic based. If you if you don't have uh, as as the guy wrote in that letter, um, if it's less than six months older, you get less than eight thousand unique visitors a month. You will not receive media. Well, packages. right, right. But I'm saying NWR is. Um, oh. We will we will be completely fine. Um, we will be attending it. We're not quite sure as to how many. Um, we could be limited. But mm -hmm. I'm thinking that we will probably still be rolling in there with the usual, you know, like, um, you know, like six six people or more that we roll in with. Right. Um, it might not be as extravagant. Like, we might not have another year where we have, like, 12 people going. But it's, our coverage will not really um, lack because of it. So we will still be covering 3D, E3DS. We will still be e covering DS. E3. Don't you worry all you loyal listeners and fans. And uh, yes, we are your newscast overlords. What up? Mm. Bow before us. Bow and scrape. Well, that's yeah. it. Um, that's it. That's newscast. Wait, that was it? Awesome. That can't be it. I still oh, haven't awesome. gotten to talk about this. This is great. Or... This is great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's hosting? Don't ruin this. Who's hosting? Who's hosting? Gotta end this magical <laughs> moment. Do it. Do it. Um, Do it. Next week, we might be talking about 3DS, or I might not be here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm moving into an apartment this weekend, so that's cool. Um, so I'm not sure as to what my availability is, but whenever I get the review 3DS, I will be on that week's newscast oh, episode. Christ. So next week, Speaking... you might be hearing someone in my stead, or you might be hearing someone in my stead in two weeks. Speaking of the 3DS, I'd like to eat a little bit of crow and to say that despite multiple claims on this podcast that I would not be getting a 3DS at launch, I will be getting a 3DS at launch. <laughs> um, I pre-ordered mine, mine on Amazon. Um, I, I haven't ordered any games yet. I haven't decided if I'm going to actually buy a game or not hmm. or just try to, try to get some review copies. Um, but I basically decided that I didn't want to be out in the cold when it came to discussing the excitement of launch. And uh, I also, I mean, I'm going to get one anyway, so I might as well get one sooner rather than later so I can actually uh, play it a little bit and review some uh, some some 3DS games. So yeah. now that I am officially on the bandwagon, I am super excited. <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm, that is why you write for so Nintendo ready. World Report. Yeah, I know. And the, I, uh, same here. I, I, made a few, I made a few... I made a few <laughs> sacrifices to make this happen. Uh, sacrifices that I'm not really proud of. Uh, I will miss you dearly. Donkey Kong Country Returns. And your wife. So, so you didn't have to whore yourself out. <laughs> no, I didn't. In fact, I was not gonna yet. sell. I was gonna sell basically like three or four of my favorite uh, first-party Wii games, uh, and I ended up only having to sell two to to complete my my pre-order, 100. Mm -hmm. So I'll still have I'll still have a few of the games that I treasure the most. I'm I'm not much of a any anymore? This is this is a change from the past. I used to be more of a more of a hoarder when it came to video games, and lately, I if a game sits on my shelf for more than a few months without getting touched, and it's worth more than a couple of bucks on eBay, yeah, it doesn't take much to convince me to put it on. I mean, at the end of the day, these aren't collector's items, though I can buy it again if I really need it. Uh, in fact, I have sold a few games to get this 3DS that I'm positive I will be buying again. Uh, I, I do hope that former NWR staffer Grant enjoys my copy of Pikmin 3. Uh, hope he treats it well. Pikmin, Pikmin, Pikmin 3? God. Oh my god, Andy. You've been <laughs> holding it all this time. time You've been that. holding it out. And that's how I paid for my 3DS. <laughs> I sold it for a thousand dollars. Oh my I gosh. How, how... Now, if, you, if you'll if you go to the Pokemon Snap feature on the site and look at the picture of Diglett, I'm just saying. Just, okay. look, at the, just look at the Diglett. Wow. <laughs> uh, how 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 sure are you guys that the DS, 3DS isn't going to get a uh, redo? Not sure at all. Not sure at all. It will obviously. The the sentiment seems to well yeah it will obviously. Eventually, the it is just how depends soon. when. Yeah. The sentiment seems to have swung largely from it's inevitable within a year to don't necessarily assume that it's inevitable within two years. Um, I tend to lean more towards the the thinking that. 
they've proven several times over that there doesn't have to be a problem for them to fix for them to fix a problem. Right. Yeah. Um, the Game Boy Micro being a good example and the DSi being another good example. Uh, the DS Lite was fantastic. The GBA SP were fantastic, and yet they weren't the last iterations of those consoles. Um, um, well, so. actually, I think the micros problem, you know, the micro solved the problem for some people. This isn't small enough. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> the, the screen on the micro is beautiful. Dude, my Game is. Boy can't fit into my the pocket on the side of my shoe. <laughs> it, well, my so I, I had a hard time fitting my uh, SP into my pocket. Are you? Three feet tall. <laughs> no, I, I actually had a, uh, I actually had an extra battery pack on it, so maybe I, it didn't oh, count. Fair enough. Um, yeah. But still, I mean, it's, it's still, I don't think it, I don't think it changes the, the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. Just because the 3DS looks like a pretty well built system, doesn't mean they're not going to ask you for a hundred hundred and eighty nine dollars for another 3DS in a year and a half. Well, they'll, so. they'll ask you two hundred and seventy dollars. For perhaps, another three years, another year. I I think I want to wait till June to get mine, kind of like see how stuff is working out. Yeah, maybe. But then, it didn't at, get one. But then if I wait, yeah, of course I'll be able to get one. Don't buy into that. Um, it, but then I think by that point I'll be like, oh man, there's gonna be another one soon, and then I'll worry about that as I buy it. I <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, I think I think that's a newscast. Let's get out of here before. Nathan has to edit another second of audio. Okay. Oh my All God. Right. All right. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Wait, maybe. we have we have iTunes, right? Yeah, we have iTunes. And I, review. Is there an the outro? I don't know. Yeah, there's. You can an... email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. You can follow us on Twitter, where we don't do anything. There yep. you go. Yeah. And you can review us on iTunes, which is cool. Unless you're going to give us a bad review. Yeah, like case. that one guy, jerk. If you don't have anything yeah. nice to say, just don't say it. This is free, all right? No one made you listen to it. <laughs> if you have a bad review to leave us, just go find a different podcast and write that review there. Right. Just, yeah. just just write it, save it in your inbox, but don't send it. Just leave it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. See you all guys right. later. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.